0: Same ground, different sound. You're on Homo Ground. This is episode number 56. We all have secrets Buried deep down
1: inside of our hearts Lonely secrets So deep we almost forgot and we fight them and we bruise them We tie them up into knots We will never lose them There's locks on our heart-shaped box Ah They've got us on the run Ah got us on the run, they've got us on the run, they've got us on the run, they've got us on the run. run. What can we do? They hide us from the truth, what will they say? They'll lie and lock us away And we'll never know the secrets The treasures from long ago Masquerade, lost crusade Secrets to silver and gold
2: Ah, they've got us on the run Got us, the They've got us on the
1: run They've got us on the run They've got us on the run They've got us on the run Never tell Never tell why Never The secrets are hidden too well The secrets are hidden too well The secrets are hidden too well We all have secrets side of our hearts, lonely secrets, so deep, we almost forgot, and we fight them, and we bruise them, we tie them up into knots, we will never lose them,
0: there's locks on our hearts. That was the song Secrets by Paper Lanterns, a up-and-coming indie folk pop trio from Nashville, Tennessee. They blend tight three-part harmonies, acoustic folk instruments, and catchy songs and melodies to create fun and entertaining music for your enjoyment. They will be going on a two-month tour this summer across the East Coast and the Midwest to promote their new album that just came out. They also started a Kickstarter campaign and released a new music video, so... Lots of goodies over at paperlanternmusic.com. So check it out if you like what you hear. I've got two more songs, I'm Leaving and Starlight Silence. But before we get to the tunes, I just want to give a little update on our Feminist Playing Cards project. We have five days to go, and we've raised $9,772 so far. Our goal is $12,000, so that means we're a little less than $2,500 away. So far, 308 people have pledged to support this project. So if we don't get the funding in five days, there's going to be 308 pretty bummed out people, so... Let's not make that happen. Let's make this deck happen. So let's up the ante. We've got new reward levels. We posted new updates of finished cards. And they're really awesome. Check them out. We've got Beth Ditto, Michelle Northam, uh, Nicole Georges, Yoko Ono. There's a whole bunch more. Joanna Newsome, Joan Jett, who we haven't publicly released yet. So um, stick around for that. I also heard that JD Sampson is near done so the faster we can get to $12,000 the faster we can see more cards because you know we gotta make this happen so go to a feministcards.com donate what you can even a dollar helps so even if you just spread the word on Facebook any way that you can spread the word is awesome so here we go let's get to the music
1: could see what was going to be From a distance everything looked clear But these kisses don't mean a thing When you're holding on so tightly to the girl she used to be You can tell her you need her But the truth is she won't be there So... Tell- morning light takes it all away Turn to the scene of the crime Where you captured my heart In a fragment of time There are millions of reasons To stay by your side But the moment I'm with you We must say goodbye Say
2: goodbye
1: Myself, the starlight and the silence is where I find you. The starlight and the silence is where I find myself. Find myself, the starlight and the silence is where I find you. Till the morning light takes it all away.
0: Up next is My Gay Banjo from Brooklyn. They'll be releasing their latest album, their second album, Limp Wrist and a Steady Hand, tomorrow, Friday night, March 16th at Union Hall. I've got songs off their new album tonight. I've got 10 Miles, the title track Limp Wrist and a Steady Hand, and Arrow.
1: Ten miles across the city, night I'll take you Ride a dusty river of light, I'll take you Motion motion gonna stretch my life, I'll take you It's a feeling you can't deny, can't deny Can't deny, already high, already high A suburb night. I'll take you. So mistake it for a paradise. I'll take you. Retail detail. Try to shrink our size. I'll take you. We ain't fitting in between these lines. And no regret, no regret. We ain't done yet. Ain't done yet. We ain't even begun. Run, 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 run. run. The country night, I'll take you let the darkness fill up our eyes I'll take you Gamble, bramble, and go book wild I'll take you Freedom's written in the open I'll Grab your pen (laughs) Let's write it again Write it again Let's write it out loud Our skins, I'll take you Tracking maps on the lifeline within I'll take you
0: Burning, yearning, our hearts ablaze I'll
1: take you Sit by the fire and warm your days so Come on in Come on I'm inviting you in. I'm Inviting you in I'm inviting you in You got a limp and a steady hand, and got a strong army to be your whore. You got a little wrist and a steady hand, and got a strong army to be your man. This when you're excited, and you can't hide. Got a big old heart. Ba-bom, ba-bom, under your chest. Ba-bom, ba-bom. Raise your glasses higher. I will buy her. tall glass. I want to roll with you in the tall grass. You're so good, I ought drink Got a big old heart Bum, bum, Under your chest pump bum, Raise your glasses higher I will buy coming, oh hell yes, I see you now and you're riding the tail end of my losing streak, knocking me down when I'm already weak, my heart is getting so tired of this, I'm shooting arrows but I miss,
2: I miss.
1: I saw it coming Oh, all well, was me It's all I can see now the Smoking ash from my losing streak Yeah, chokes me out Making it hard for me to think There's gotta be something more for me out there Gotta be somebody one got a better bow I think my arrows have gone a little dull oh but anyway ready pull ready. back aim ready ready cuz here i go again one way or another gonna find ya gonna get you get you get you get you one way or another gonna find ya gonna get you get you get you get you one way or another Gonna meet ya, gonna meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet ya, meet ya already Pull my already Cause here I go
0: Closing out the show tonight is an interview that Jax did with Amy Ray. But before that, I'm going to play the title track off of Amy Ray's new album, Lung of Love. She's currently on tour promoting it, so check it out. You can check out DamienRecords.com for a full list of her tour. And don't forget to visit Homoground.com for more episodes of the Homoground Podcast and our mixtapes and lots of other goodies. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes at homogroundcom itunes And congratulations to Tesso Brown, who will be going to see Bitch on Sunday night, March 18th at the Pinhook in Durham. You just won two tickets. So grab a friend and have a good time.
3: and we have with us Amy Ray today. Thanks so much, Amy, for calling in today. Sure. Um, So, your sixth solo album, entitled Lung of Love, was released just a couple days ago on February 28th. It's your fourth studio recording, correct?
4: Yeah, my fourth studio recording, yep.
3: That's awesome. Um, On the release, we hear some of your first co-writing, because even when you and Emily were together, it was a lot of independent writing. But how was the process different for you compared to writing songs independently?
4: Well, um, it wasn't co-writing like sitting down at the table and starting from scratch. Um, it was like I had about four or five songs that needed to be fleshed out a little better and the chorus wasn't quite right or it needed a bridge, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I, was, when I went into the studio to start working with Greg Griffith and the producer and Melissa York, um, the drummer, we just started on arrangements and there were songs that that needed work. So I asked him to help me work on them and he sort of became the co-writer on those songs. Um, And I I think that process for me was really good because I, I guess I just like every now and then I hit a place where I, I know the song could be good better than it is, but I just don't have either have to just leave it for a year or something until it comes to me or in this situation, it was good to have him because that's, that solved that problem for me and he could step in and have sort of a a musical input that would would save it
3: yeah yeah and and that incorporation really helps having other people's input and such i completely understand that um and that was all recorded in greensboro correct
4: yeah we um i worked up there over over a period of probably like a year and a half i would just go whenever i had time in between indigo girls stuff and um melissa and greg and i did the basic tracks first and then i i got kaya wilson um over from portland oregon and uh julie wolf came out from california and then a bunch of other people that sang vocals heather Mm -hmm. mcintyre from mount moriah drove down from durham and worked some and um some other friends of mine so yeah and it was like an old kind of a lofty kind of warehouse space right Uh downtown um where they have all these cool, like, really inexpensive spaces, and people have studios and hair salons and, you know, guitar
3: fix-it shops and churches, <laughs> you know, you name it. Yeah, North everything's kind of down-home and local feeling. Right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's that's a, a great aspect to be writing music and, and recording music, a lot of inspiration in towns like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That kind of led me to another question is, is I know, you, you know, working – with Kaya and Melissa and Julie and uh, you have a lot of supporting vocals or featured vocalists, Lindsey Fuller, Brandy Carlisle and Heather McIntyre from Mount Moriah on this album. A lot of those artists you've shared tours with or, you know, have supported you or opened for you over the last several years. Is that, was that just a natural progression to incorporate those or on your personal recordings or did you look specifically for people, for their talents or...?
4: Yeah, I mean you know, I, I heard Mount Mariah, um, Heather's band a while back. And um before that I had played with her other band, um Bela Bella, yeah, <laughs> Bella Fea. Yeah, Bella Fea. yeah, having a metal block. It's one of Fea my favorite old ones, ones,
2: yeah.
4: Yeah, and um a few years ago they had opened for a solo tour and then she played me her new project and I loved it too. I, I pretty, I just, I'm a fan of what she does. So.
3: And she covers kind of so. Following. She covers so many different genres too. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's really impressive.
4: Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I like her voice a lot. And on this record, I just had a couple of specific things I thought she'd sound good on. And um, Lindsay Fuller, I discovered by hearing um, a CD that she sent me, and I got to know her because I really loved her music. And she toured a little bit with us and same thing there, and um, Brandy, um, Carlisle, been friends with for a long time, so, you know, I, I'll be writing or recording a song, and I'll just, I'll think this vocalist would be really good in this, and it's kind of an organic process, you know, where it's just the voices that seem to fit the songs. Um, I don't really, I, I don't ask anybody to do it until I know exactly what song, and, you know. It's, and, and what they're going to do because I because I feel like when I'm doing a solo record, I I pick the collaborators according to just like what I know they're great at and what songs need them and stuff instead of trying to like start out and make people sort of change their own style to kind of fit things. I I try to ask people who I know have the right feel for that.
3: Yeah, and I I think you've you've worked it out beautifully on this album. I mean, I see. That's that's kind of how I, I recognized it was each artist that you're featuring, whether they're a musician or a vocalist, their their specific, like how I recognize them and what I think of when I hear them is shown beautifully and, and worked like the relationship with your music independently on this album has just come together exactly how I think what your goal was. So that's really exciting. Um, yeah, your your activism, you're, you've been a, an amazing activism for, for years it's always paralleled your music career and and many times that involvement has influenced your writing. Um, And, you know, it's been, I guess, four years since your last studio recording with so many critical political and social issues going on during that writing and recording process for Lung of Love. What were some of the current influences on this album?
4: Well, this record has, I mean, it has a couple of Think like kind of political songs on it, and then um, the rest of them are sort of uh, like interpersonal, almost like relationship
3: mm-hmm. songs
4: in a way. Um, with a with sometimes a broader perspective, I guess, than just that. You know, I try to
3: of the definition of relationship, like to a, a partner or just to people in just general. Generally, yeah. Uh,
4: you know, try to look beyond just it being just about. Your partner, you know your lover, life partner, and maybe also about your relationships that you have with other people and then I have a couple um sort of- polit- yeah overtly political songs I guess from Haiti was originally inspired by the earthquakes in Haiti and just sort of our the u s kind of relationship with Haiti and the history of that and but I also was thinking about um the different generations within any sort of uh activist group and mentoring each other and sort of how you, I, I don't know, how cross-generational stuff, you know, the, hmm, it's hard to say it, but it's kind of like how to be careful not to be patronizing, I guess, right. in one way or the other. Um, and then I wrote um, a song called Give It a Go that was really specifically um, oriented towards kind of the outsider culture, queer culture, the response sort of to the It Gets Better campaign and kind of that whole, all the anti-bullying and, you know, all the stuff that's been going on, and just sort of a look at that, more more kind of like a camaraderie, you know, I understand to a certain degree, you can't understand what everybody's going through exactly, but you can empathize to a certain Mm -hmm. degree, I think, and... And just say, I'm there for you, or, you know, like, stick around kind of thing. And so that was that was in that vein. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not, I mean, the record definitely veers into relationships, a few political songs, a gospel song, <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> it's kind of all over the map. Yeah, well, that's great to have that kind of diversity on, on one album, but, you know, who can't look forward to that. Um, also, your solo albums have always kind of had a... a A harder rock or punk sound and I've always appreciated how you've not not I mean compare is not the right word but how you've related punk music to folk music I think that's that's just true and it's it's awesome that you're out there like playing that kind of music and making it known um but so so your solo albums have been have had a harder sound than indigo girls albums um, but it's been said in, a, I read an article that came out a few days ago that, uh, Long Love is possibly your most solid solo statement album to date because it has a rougher edge and, and, you know, more punk rock spirit than those before. Do you feel your music is evolving in that direction in general? Or again, like as you collaborate and, you know, with different musicians like the Butchies or, you know, Heather who has a history with Bella Fea and stuff like that, is that, is that... Is that maybe a catalyst for it, or is it just something in general?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a catalyst with every new kind of collaboration that comes in and with every new person that I sort of work with or hear or tour with. And, you know, Heather definitely has had an influence on me, and um, a band that sings on the record called A Fragile Tomorrow. Young, young guys, probably, I don't know, the youngest guys, is 16. I mean, I think they're 20 is the oldest, maybe maybe 21, I can't remember. But they came, you know, they listen to, like, c- it's crazy because they listen to REM and, and mm-hmm. all the music from, from our youth. <laughs> but they take it in in a different way. So hearing them play, you know, has influenced me. And and the Butchies and Team Drash have been a long-standing influence on me.
3: Yeah,
4: um, As well as with Tigra and um, Tribe 8 and just bands, you know, over time. But... You know, this, I, I mean, Stag. you know, my first record was pretty, like, I consider it to be, it, it was pretty rough around the edges <laughs> I, in always, that way. I mean, I feel like they're all very pretty, different, yeah. Pretty punk, you know, and I think this record has, I, I think it, it's, I think it's, like, solid in a way that is, I still tried to retain kind of that aspect of punk music that's, I don't know. I don't know even how to describe it. It's a certain energy. But I also try to find kind of the pop element of something and and be heavy on the riffs,
0: you know, and,
4: like, and hooks and, you know, and not be afraid of that, not be afraid to, like, minimalize a song and really take it down to short, you know, and and sweet and um, hit it and then get out kind of thing. And I don't know, you know, I think Greg... As a producer, and he played bass and and some guitar on this record too. I think he did a really great job. And I think when Julie came in and did all the synthesizer and stuff, she really added a lot and glued a lot of stuff together. And just, um, I just think everybody, like everyone, really shines on this record. And they did what they're best at, you know. And Kaya played some killer guitar. And then she came in and did some really amazing vocals. Like, Kaya's a great vocalist too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was. It's kind of like everybody did what they're good at and um, didn't try to cloud the water with doing more than they're good
3: at. <laughs> Again, it's, it's, I think it shows. It's it's the this album has such a full sound. Again, like everybody is heard and and appreciated. Like everybody's yeah. talent just really comes together and shines. And it and that's what's also great is the feeling of a a collective effort. And I think that's probably why you all are so passionate. It's, it's just the networking and in collection is an integral part of it. That's
4: great. Yeah, yeah. And I should say that um, Trina Shoemaker mixed it, and Trina's done, you know, everything from Sheryl Crow to Queen of the Stone Age, and mm-hmm. she's a great mixer, and, you know, she took, she's way out of my league usually as far as, like, the records that she does. Mm-hmm. But she took time out and joined in the team, you know, and I went down to Alabama where her uh, studio is at home, and... We worked together for a couple of days, and then she started sending me mixes and just really, you know, had the spirit of, like, the same spirit everybody else kind of went in with. So right. that really helped. You know, and she's a – I mean, she to me, like, she's a great mixer. Like, she's going to make everyone sound good. And I, I really – you know, I'll, I'll probably always try to work with her because she's so good.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of passion behind the whole process for sure. Yeah. Um, just a, a, on another note, but similar – uh, in terms of experience, you, you've you been recording for 27 years, since, since 1985 was the first mm-hmm. time you re- released an album. Um, that's a tremendous amount of experience in the music industry, certainly more than anyone I've had the, pri- the privilege to work with. Um, over those nearly three decades, I feel like almost every aspect, and I haven't been alive for those, but I feel like every <laughs> aspect of the industry has undergone some major evolution. Um, and you've, you've been there like to see so much of it. What, what has been your experience working through those changes and, and just to maybe get you started because there is so much, um, such a huge question, but for me, like tactile media to digital media, just the whole idea behind that blows my mind. And then promotion, you know, from websites and social networking sites, like how do these affect, how have you kept up with all
4: that and how has it affected you et cetera? well it's hard i mean it's hard to keep up with everything
2: i yeah.
4: think I, I think all of us have trouble no matter what our age is um keeping pace with technology at this point and so that's part of the beauty and part of the problem too because we you know we have so much at our fingertips but we haven't figured out how to use it ethically probably yet you yeah. know in some way in. but um or, or how to protect ourselves, you know, from some things. But I think um, I think through the hi- through like my time in music, the one thing that's kind of stayed the same is um, that you can't replace the live music experience, you know. And and you can't if you're going to do, I mean, anything except for like super image oriented, you know, Lady Gaga, Madonna, the kind right. of thing where it's a lot of performance art, video dance you know those mm-hmm. those big and, and a lot of hip-hop and stuff that's really it's got that kind of aspect where it's very important to have i guess some visual and and the live experience is important but it can be the other stuff can can override that in some ways but like with the kind of music that i do and and a lot of bands i think you can't you really can't replace that live experience because it's so organic and it's like physical, you know, Right. that's kind of remained the same. I mean, anybody that's serious about it and wants to like do this for their life has to get out there and play. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just never changed. I think, Um, and I think another thing that's never changed is that grassroots, you know, laying down the grassroots and having a community based um, experience will make your career last longer, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and it just, because you're nurturing the community that you live in, and everything's healthier that way, including yourself. And you don't do... I mean, you can't go into it and say, I'm going to go do these things for other people just so I'll, they'll do something for me. I mean, that's not the right attitude. It's its more like, "I'm. this is the right thing to do for the music environment, yeah. and I want to create a really good environment, so I'm going to give to that. And in that, you're part of this environment that just gets healthier and healthier. And that's never changed. It may... You may do it in a different way now, which is like... You know we have social networking, which is great. you can build community like that you can you know we have really great access to recording tools and video and all the great stuff that we have that's just so instant and but you gotta you know you have to use it in the right way and still be honest and genuine about what you're doing so I think those those kind of the kind of moral center is still still needs to hold true but the the way the tools that we use can change um mm-hmm. I, you know, one thing that I get frustrated with is like these. Um, it's how much information. You know, like like hmm, like if you do something. Like I recently did noise trade, um, which is like you know you give away this free record that you kind of create like a compilation record and right. and exchange. You know, people enter their emails and stuff like that. And that to me was it's a really good um, model because some of the other models that ha- that are similar to that, uh-huh. they're asking you know, when, when someone signs up for that, they're asking for so much information that you can tell what they're really doing is getting all this marketing information from everybody. Huh. And it drives me crazy because it's like, you know, you have to, you, you should be responsible, you know, as a musician and as a business person when you're entering into these relationships with Top Spin or Noise Trader or any of these kind of companies or any social networking companies, that you're asking people to be part of your fan community And you should not exploit them.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
4: I think it's very easy to accidentally exploit them, and so that's something that I've noticed like this year that's gotten worse and worse. That I've tried to be really careful about, and um, and I think other people need to be careful too. And and if you're in, in an audience, you need to be careful. But other than that, you know, I don't feel I feel like it's all like really good stuff, you know. And and we just it's like we could we can have a revolution in some ways, you know. Independent music can and overcome the, the gatekeepers that have kept us back for so long. It's just we just have to do it. You know, we have to be willing to play and write and sing and travel.
3: Right. Yeah. And and, and you definitely I mean this is this is incredible because I mean not only do you have the experience in and so protecting yourself as an independent artist, but you're also speaking on behalf of other artists because you you have your own record company. Um. Is it is Damon Records, right?
2: Mhm. Yeah. And,
3: and that started in 1990. So, in how many artists do you have on that now?
4: Well, right now, I mean, right now it's me. Yeah.
2: okay.
4: I, I haven't put anything new out by anybody else in a few years. Yeah. Um, I have about I put about 60 records out over time. Wow. And um, I have and I have a few records that are pretty active still. Um, John Trudell is a native artist. He's kind of a radical activist native guy, and his record. I still have his record on my label, and he scores a lot, and we saw a lot of those, and Utah Phillips put out some stuff to us. Um, And then, you know, there's a lot of artists that I kind of said, you guys need to, you're doing fine on your own, so you need to just do it on your own, not Mm -hmm. give me a percentage of what you're making. Right, right. So I think, you know, I think eventually I'll probably go back into doing other people's records, but I needed a few years to kind of adjust to the new economy of music and how to make it work and and what was better for bands at yeah. the time you know cuz some bands i think you know they're going to do they're on a certain level that they're going to do better just doing it for themselves
2: mm-hmm. and
4: i need to be i need to be able to offer an infrastructure that gives somebody enough that i feel like they it's more than they can do for themselves and so that's what i'm trying to get
3: Right, yeah, and and so and a, so as a, a label owner and as an artist yourself, and and we talked earlier about like the change from you know tactile media to digital media, and and live shows and stuff. You do you, is that do you recognize like a shift from people aren't buying money or spending money on buying albums or even MP3s because it's so easily accessible, free that that the focus like where do you think even record companies are going to go with? I mean, there's just the recording, but n- I mean, you're not, sh- I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's,
4: it's, it's hard. It is it's definitely hard to sell records. Um, the physical record yeah. and, and it's, and it's hard to sell the, the digital bits too, because it is so easily gotten for free and, and it's,
3: or just streamed and it's at a hard. point.
4: Yeah. It's a, well, it's a nuance because it's mm-hmm. like you want, you don't want to tell people they can't do that, and you don't want to tell people to stop spreading the music around.
3: Right.
4: But, but something's got to pay for the recording costs and all the kind of just concrete kind of things that happen. But I don't know what record companies are going to do. I I feel like what artists really need is um, someone to book gigs for them.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah.
4: when you know, every everybody I know, that's the hardest thing. It's just like, how do we, how do we book gigs and just learning how to do it and learning how to promote themselves and on as far as touring and i think what labels do now is is um they you know they have infrastructure that gets internet radio and press and you know they they really focus on that and that that's kind of something that an artist needs
0: mm-hmm. and then they
4: just struggle along with whether or not they can sell records but but there's certain records that do really well still you know i mean right. mm-hmm. merge merge is a great label that's with this yeah, this test of time and put out some records that have sold a lot. You know, they've mm-hmm. shown that, like, yeah, record sales are really down, but we can still put out a few here and there that, that rise above, you know, and sell. So, and I think you have to be creative and, you know, have decent packaging and yeah. give somebody a reason to buy your CD, you know, <laughs> because, I mean, if if you don't really spend a lot of time on the package or, or effort or, you know what I mean, it's yeah. like... Yeah, people can really easily get it for free and they don't really care about the package because it it's not that great. A, you know?
3: <laughs> it has to be something that they want to actually physically hold on to, you know.
4: Yeah, yeah.
3: <clears throat> at this point, True. yeah. I um, mean, luckily vinyl
4: is doing better now. Yeah. Know, so I mean, vinyl is a really fun thing to make and sell.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, as sources for discovering new music continue to evolve with the expansion of online networking and such, as mentioned before, where, where do you find yourself... Um, To hear new and upcoming bands because i know you've mentioned before like venus zine um and myspace back in the day but obviously like where are you going (laughs) now (laughs) uh
4: well believe it or not people still send me cds and so i still hear some stuff via demo tape and cd and then um a lot of times i'll um you know somebody i know will write me and just say check out this band or i'll be reading through reviews um an American Songwriter or Magnet, um, or I'll go online and kind of putz around on YouTube and look at where things take me. Yeah, right. Um, you know, so I I do a combination of stuff, but a lot of it for me is still, like, friends that hear certain bands and tell me about them, you know? I just, I'm always keeping my ears open. And um, I think word of mouth is still, like, a, a huge the deal in music. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The way to go, for sure. What are some, um per se, up-and-coming queer bands, specifically, or musicians that you're keeping your eyes and ears on? Well,
4: I love this new songwriter that I mentioned earlier, Lindsay Fuller. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, uh... She's really amazing. She's kind of like the love child of Nick Cave and Patti Smith or something.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> really
4: great. Really great artist, and, um got a record coming out at the end of march on ato records and that's cool she's been kind of introduced for quite a while and then did did this record and this label took notice so she'll she'll be out there that's a great record um my my friends that i had on the record of fragile tomorrow um they're um they're sort of mixed sexuality wise their drummer is bi but um yeah, they're they're all brothers, and, and there's a friend in the band. But they do a lot of, they they do a lot of gay activism. Actually, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting because they,
3: I, I don't know, I don't so know. We what have a lot of allies about, on our station station yeah. too. So
4: it's like it's like they're they've always been allies, and I think and they're they're so young yeah. that they're all still discovering themselves, you know, and oh, totally, yeah. really, um, they're a great band though. They're coming out with a record this spring as well. So you know, there's there's some good things. There's a lot of good bands out there. I, I, I mean, there's just, it's endless. It's yeah,
3: like, it's endless. Inf- you know, you can sit down and
4: listen to every CD you have and never, and still not be able to hear it all.
3: Yeah, for sure. Well, well, your tour for, for your newest album, Lunga Love, which, which just, again, came out on February 28th, um, your tour starts March 10th in Atlanta, Georgia. What are some yeah. other locations that you're looking forward to playing on this tour?
4: Well, I'm looking forward to everything. We're yeah. we're playing Atlanta, then Gainesville. We're going out to South by Southwest. Playing um in Tucson and Phoenix and L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, Denver.
2: So
3: going city.
4: clockwise, right? <laughs> we're going clockwise. Going and clockwise. Back, and then we go up the East Coast, and then we dip back down, and then we go up the Midwest. And so I'll be touring March, April, May, um, with little breaks in between.
3: Awesome. And, and everyone can find, like, specific dates and prices and venues on your website?
4: Yeah. Yeah. We've got it. We're adding them as they get confirmed. Uh, everything's up for March and April, and May's starting to get all added up, so.
3: Awesome. That sounds so good. And um, we're going to be at South by Southwest as well, so. Great. And, and you've played at a, a bunch of different music festivals um, over the years, which, You know, music festivals always have some sense of community, like a specific South by Southwest is obviously like music business and and just everybody who's everybody's there. And it's crazy. But then you have like uh, women's music or Michigan Women's Music Festival. They all have their specific community. Is there a festival that over the years you you really enjoy the most or identify with as a as a community member?
4: Oh God! There's so many great. I mean, I know that's I, what I had to uh,
3: ask. <laughs> well, I love South by
4: Southwest. I've been going there since, um, oh geez, since like it started. I think I was there probably the first couple years. Um, I love that festival. I Michigan Women's Festival is a totally other thing that um, you know. There's been a lot. There's it's complex. You know that yeah. festival's complex. complex. Um, and I've. Paid close attention to those issues, the trans issues, and, oh, yeah? and some stuff at that festival. And I think, you know, I still have I love that festival, and I have a lot of respect for where it came from and what their intention was. I, I have to say, I feel sad that um, they haven't changed their policy yet, and I, I want them to. Um, and I, I keep pushing for it. But I have a lot of respect for the people that founded it, so I I try very hard not to be disrespectful and. And I play the festival because I want to support it because I think that space is important to keep.
3: Right, it's it's kind of what we were talking about earlier. It's just that you know the coming together, regardless of you know, for yes. certain you know, we can all come together for certain things. And having a space for women and music is important. You know, having it a, is. a community where women and queer and trans people can be is also important. <laughs> so.
4: It is, and I think, and I and I think you know, it's important also to let spaces flex and give them time. To, to evolve and such to evolve and um so you know i love that i i've always loved a festival in newport called newport folk festival i haven't played it in a couple of years but it's one of the best music festivals now i think mm-hmm. around and um they have a, a really diverse set of people that play there all, all over the weekend and i like the canadian festivals a lot we play those indigo girls play those every now and then those are pretty fun because oh, yeah. you hear you know, you hear a lot of stuff that you don't
2: normally
3: get to hear. So I love, really yeah, I love shows in Montreal and, and stuff yeah. like that. It's so fun out there. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Amy, for, for taking time sure. to talk with us. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners?
4: No, just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Just go out and hear live music, I'd, I'd say, and support, support, you know.
3: Yeah, well, again, your uh, sixth solo album, Lung of Love, came out just a couple of days ago, February 28th. Yeah. You can get yeah. it. Pretty much anywhere you can buy music right now. And uh, tour starts March 10th in Atlanta. Go in clockwise around and then back up the east. So thanks again so much, Amy.
4: Thank you. I really appreciate it.
3: All right. Look forward to seeing you on the road.
4: Okay.
2: Take care. All right. Bye.